gentlemen, welcome to another beautiful Royal Ramble Sunday. Now, I had planned at this time to talk about the NXT Vengeance Day event in the form of a review, but then I realized that I pulled a Gunther. I didn't realize that the show was on Sunday, not Saturday, and I did not plan for this. But fear not, there is still plenty to ramble about in this episode, and I brought up some of those topics on the board this week. Firstly, the one that is on most people's mind is Cody Rhodes once again not being able to finish his story at WrestleMania. Unless you've been living under a rock, ahem, you should know that Cody won the Men's Royal Rumble match last Saturday and thus gets to choose which champion to face at WrestleMania. After that victory, he clearly set his sights on the WWE Universal Championship being held by the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. All the pieces were set in place and the wheels were in motion. He even brought his dog with him to SmackDown on Friday, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. Cody basically passed up on the opportunity to face Roman and handed the baton over to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who has now also moved up into an executive position at TKO. Well, in actuality, we actually don't know the real story. We don't know if The Rock is actually facing Roman Reigns. Uh, Based on the angle on SmackDown, that was, of course, the assumption, but we're kind of putting the cart before the horse and jumping ahead of ourselves. The news may have been pretty earth-shattering to most, but to me, it was honestly expected. Let's face it, are we really prepared to see Cody lose again to Roman Reigns? I'm honestly over his story anyway, but if he's going to finish it, it can literally be at any other time and not necessarily at WrestleMania. A lot of people are even going as far as comparing this scenario to the conclusion of WrestleMania 9, with Hulk Hogan basically leapfrogging over Bret Hart to win his fifth world title from Yokozuna. The Rock vs. Roman Reigns is without question the biggest match you are ever going to get using talent that is still available. It has much more marquee value than Roman vs. Cody Rhodes for the second time, or even the first time. And what people seem to be forgetting is that WWE does not book for wrestling fans. Wrestling fans will tune in regardless, and whether it's Rock or Rhodes in the main event, those fans will probably still be watching WrestleMania. WWE is all about drawing power and making money and getting more eyes on the product, and this is the best way to do that. That's not to say that Cody won't ever finish his story, but I don't think it needs to be at WrestleMania. If there was enough of a negative reaction to this announcement, I can see them doing something where Cody faces Rollins and Roman faces The Rock, with both matches happening on night one, and then the two winners, which will probably be Cody and Roman, face each other on night two. It's not uncommon for WWE to change the script and readjust the card. They did it in 2014 with Daniel Bryan, and again in 2015 with Seth Rollins. I think this might be the best solution to keep everyone happy. They get their Rock vs. Roman match, and they also get Cody finishing his story. Speaking of finishing the story, one that I have been into for a while, but I feel has been putting the cart before the horse lately, is the whole situation between Bailey and the rest of Damage Control. So Bailey wins the Rumble, and then chooses after an angle last night to challenge Io Sky. I just feel like the whole angle and Rumble win firstly were in reverse, and also they could have milked it a little longer. I think Damage Control should have turned before the Rumble event to create some sympathy for Bailey as a babyface, where she then has to go into the Rumble as a major underdog without any friends, and basically has to defy the odds to pull out the win. Fortunately, she's such a great talent that she made it work regardless, but the whole situation didn't really make a ton of sense. 
especially on Friday, where they had a backstage skit prior to the angle where damage control are speaking to each other in Japanese the entire time, and then suddenly switch to English at the point where they talk about kicking Bailey out of the group. What was that? I didn't understand that at all, nor did I understand why they didn't eject Bailey from the group before she won the Rumble, because it seemed like that was always the plan. But regardless, it should be a fun match, and I hope it delivers. And then another match that has been kind of set into motion is the one between brothers Jimmy and Jey Uso. As I said in the SNME group, this angle has kind of cooled off since SummerSlam, and I feel like both have decreased in value since they split, especially considering where they were a year ago. I'm still confident that they'll work it out, but it's just not doing much for me at the moment. They had a fine confrontation at the Rumble, but aside from that, Jay has still been getting decent reactions on Raw, but is probably the number 4 or 5 babyface on the brand, and it's gotten to the point where I don't think it would be even noticeable if he missed a show. But on SmackDown, he was a major player and attached to a main event storyline. And Jimmy is still kind of Roman's toady. I just feel like this feud should be more advanced than this by this point, but I'm sure the match will still be good. So that's a miniature preview of WrestleMania, which is only about two months away. But since I'm in a previewing mood, I might as well talk about the new NXT special. It's called Vengeance Day, and it actually happens tonight. The men's Dusty Classic has returned, and I think this is a pretty appropriate final match. It'll be the team of Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, unofficially known as the Wolf Dogs, and they will take on the team of Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this, but I think it's pretty evident based on TV that one team may move on to bigger things while the other will probably be breaking up. It's hard to imagine that a team like Braun and Baron actually would have caught fire like they have, but they also teased a Braun Breaker main roster call-up. Given that the winners will get an NXT tag title opportunity, I think I'd rather see Trick and Mello go over here to advance that storyline and create more uncertainty for the main event, and then Braun moves up to the main roster while Baron remains in NXT. The North American title is also up for grabs as Oba Femi turns back the challenge of the former champion Dragon Lee. I have to say that I haven't been all that impressed with either guy thus far, but I haven't seen much of Femi, and given that he just won the title, I can't see him dropping it this soon. I think it'll be a competitive match, but probably the best call to put Femi over while Dragon Lee joins the Lucha Wars on the main roster as part of Team Mysterio. Dijak against Joe Gacy is also part of this card for some reason. Dijak has been having really good matches on these shows, but I think there's an exception to every rule, and this might be it. This new character just isn't clicking for Gacy, but given the no-DQ step, I can see him pulling out a win here, but I think this feud sadly continues either way. Tony D and his family then do battle against the OTM trio. I think Tony is just about as ready as anyone to be called up. I can't say the same for his teammates, though Stax has improved since last year. But I think it's time for a new faction to rule the roost in NXT, so I'll pick OTM to go over, even though I don't really care for anyone in the group thus far. Lyra Valkyria puts her women's title on the line against Roxanne Perez. I think this should probably be match of the night, and one of the few that I'm looking forward to. Roxanne had a good showing at the Royal Rumble, and I think she may be due for a main roster call-up as well, so I can't see the champ losing. I think Tatum Paxley will get involved, leading to a Lyra victory, and then they go the way of Lyra not being aware that Tatum helped her, which leads to a match between those two at Stand and Deliver, kind of similar to Mickey James and Trish Stratus, though I wouldn't say either performer is comparable to either of those two. 
And then in the main event, Trick Williams will apparently wrestle twice as he challenges Ilya Dragunov for the NXT world title. Now, the reason I predicted Trick and Mello to go over in the Dusty Classic is that either Trick loses this singles match and blames the loss on being tired from already competing, or more likely, because he's a babyface, he wins the title here, and Mello joins in on the celebration, but then the camera shows signs of jealousy on Mello's face, and then the team go on to lose their match for the tag titles because of Mello, and this causes Mello to finally snap and attack Trick, and we have our main event for Stand and Deliver. What that means for Dragunov is anyone's guess, but I'd assume he may be main roster bound as well. And if my predictions for all these main roster call-ups come true, things do not look good for NXT in 2024. But for now, we're sitting pretty. I will be back next week to review the Vengeance Day card. Until then, I leave you with an ABC.